June 12, 2018. It's a lot from Pedro Show.
Watch for Pedro Show, June 12, uh, K's B-Day. So happy B-Day, K. Uh, we're going to get back to dose. You know, she's had uh, severe injury uh, with playing bass, and she can, she told me she can do it sitting down now, but she can't look over. So she's learning how to play by feel. Uh, uh, other news, uh, found out about a new uh, John Coltrane quartet, the, the classic quartet they found from 1963. I, I guess it was a one of these reels uh, Mr. Van Gelder would give you after your session because the master got lost. It was right before uh, the thing you do with Johnny Hartman ballads. Anyway, uh, one of the tunes, it didn't even have a title, right? It's like that uh, posthumous uh, interstellar stuff. So it's called Untitled Original 11383, John Coltrane and McCoy Tyner, Jim Garrison, Alvin Jones. And then uh, my guests on the show, because Brother Matt, I think he's on his way to mix. You know, he just retired, so he's predisposed. We'll get a show in with him later. Maybe at the end of the month. Uh, but I'm not totally alone because through the ingenious uh, science work of those engineers in Estonia, we have via Skype the wilderness, which is uh, Jim Coleman. Uh, hey, yeah. Hey, also we, got, we, got, we also got Robert Lever, and then we got a helper man, Phil, that's going to go with you on tour, right? That's right, yeah. It's actually this wilderness. Um, oh, what did I say? The wilderness, yeah, which is... Uh, it's fucked you know. up. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's people... It's <laughs> this wilderness. Because can, can you can you sense a specificity about that? That's right. I can. Yeah, and that gets lost. All of a sudden... Not that wilderness. Yeah, this right. wilderness. That's right. I'm way into that. Now, who wants to go first about talking about their journey through music? Oh, you got any specific questions or... Well, who wants to go first? You don't answer questions with questions. What is this, Don Trump? (laughs) 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 Okay, I'll hit it first. Bad joke, sorry. Go ahead. Jim? Okay, Jim, what's your earliest musical recollection? Well, the first thing that came to mind was playing French horn in front of like like a gymnasium full of like people when I was in grade school. Um, And I remember being like scared out of my wits going up there and like playing like the solo um, but that fear kind of working. I heard for, a French horn is tough because a little mouthpiece. Yeah, it's it's a tough instrument to play. I, I was I, I was taught French horn by this like uh, this old dude who had taught Dizzy Gillespie to play. Wow! And, and we had a jazz band when I was in in uh, grade school and junior high, and this was outside of D.C. Every time Dizzy would come into town, we'd go you know check out his show and like kind of hang out with him afterwards. So as, as a as a kid, that was that was pretty cool. You know? I got to speaking of DC. I got to see what uh, he's, he's got a horn in the Smithsonian that's all bent up like it. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, huh. I wouldn't shit you. Know. Uh, um, yeah. Also, I got to see him by himself when he was doing that uh, Afro Cuba thing with the dashikis, and Raymond yeah. took me up in Hollywood. Shelley, Shelley's manhole. Huh. Uh, good old days. But uh, <laughs> what, what about before that? What about when you were in the Pat? Uh, did you did, did the house you grew up in? Did, was there musical instruments? Yeah, well, I was kind of forced to take classical piano uh, when I was a kid. So I took like eight years of piano and then Whoa. took eight years of French horn. My dad was a jazz head, so he would take me out to see. We saw like, you know, Dave Brubeck and, uh, you know, Oscar Peterson, all these guys. Did he um, play or was he just a listener? Gig he, played, he played some guitar, but he was more of a listener. Okay, okay. Yep. But the big memory you have is the pants shooter in front of the school with the French. Yeah, that's right, yeah. that's right. 
John Entwistle, French horn player. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, yeah. Pictures of Lily. He's yeah, doing the bass okay. and the French horn. Wow. And, uh, okay, okay. So, yeah, your parents got you going on a, a scholastic thing. But was there any music in school? Well, Besides, I mean, I played like I played in in school band and stuff like that, like um, marching band. I I did like a month of marching band before I copped <laughs> out of that. I wasn't interested in that, but yeah. I played in like you know orchestra. I was in like you know all state and all that kind of stuff. Oh, great! So you so, went like touring around and doing gigs, right, in school? Yeah, and more with that jazz band that I talked about. We would uh-huh. like we would tour locally around DC. You oh, know, that's bitching. Uh, yeah, what, was, what about outside of school? Did you do shit, you know, what, what, what do we call it, the garage band or the bedroom kind uh, of trip? I was, I was a late bloomer uh, in that way. I didn't, like, the first band I was really in was uh, Cop Shoot Cop, and that was, like, into my 20s, you know? Okay, so, yeah, okay, you didn't do any of that. So before you didn't that, really write songs then until... No, yeah. you know, before that, I was, like, doing, um, like, really experimental stuff with, like, um, four-track, uh, you know... At, like I would get like soundtracks, like mag track from like documentaries on on like scuba diving and make loops out of those and multi track those and so it was more like sound collage stuff, you know. Um, wow! And what 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 inspired you? Did you, did you know people like uh, Carl Stone and uh, John Cage? Well, somewhat. I actually had uh, like an old girlfriend of mine. Her her grandfather was um, this like uh, kind of avant garde Russian composer. And uh, he was friends with uh, John Cage. And so I had the opportunity to have dinner with him a couple of times. But that didn't that was kind of after I got into like manipulating sound. I just kind of got into it. Just, you know, I don't know. I, I just kind of found my own way into it. And only later did I find the, you know, predecessors for that. Sure, sure. OK, so that goes up to maybe we should go with fucking Robert. OK, Robert, Robert, come over here. Hey, can you hear me? Hey, we're loud and clear. First or earliest musical recollection, Robert? Well, I had a babysitter, and she uh, used to sing me lullabies. And uh, I associated, uh, she touched my back and, you know, helped me get to sleep, sort of rubbed my back and sang me these songs. So I had this weird combo of uh, contact and music. I associate music with contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I got into bass. You feel that shit, too. Feel it. Um, so, what about the pad you grew up in? Was there instruments? Not really. My parents weren't very musical, though they could sing a little bit. There was a piano that I was forced to play, you know, like a lot of kids. I didn't really take to it because there was so much. Uh, well, not uh, like a lot of kids, because like no one, me and D. Boone, know had a piano. Those fuckers were expensive, man. <laughs> uh, back then, you yeah, because they didn't have the Casio. There wasn't the electric thing yet, so you had to have a real. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, even with the keyboard thing, all that stuff that that that's more at the end of the seventies. So that's why I always ask about that. So and and what I found out too is people who had piano lessons. A lot of them hated it. It almost turned them away from music. But not everyone. But no, I, yeah, I think that's true. I mean, I didn't. I started writing songs when I was much, much older, and I picked up a guitar, you know, around, you know, late teens. So did it wasn't you have a, a, Did you have music in school? Yeah, I always sang songs, and I, you know, I, I was singing in a chorus one in grade school, and then this yeah. girl in the chorus uh, beat me up actually outside of, after a rehearsal. She beat the shit out of me. I just stopped going to course. So music's always been about touching. 
Yeah. Especially the feminine aspect. It's true. I hadn't put that together okay, myself. Uh, you know what? I didn't fucking ask Jim, but I'm going to ask you. What was the first record you bought yourself? Um, you know, you better ask Jim now. I can't. I could make something up. It was probably uh, maybe Abbey Road. Beatles. Yep. Uh, what was the first gig you went to? Probably. Look, <laughs> sorry for the hard questions. Let's listen to some Days go by and I can see it. Nights arrive and take control. In my dreams, I am your sister. Climbing up out of a hole.
cute. Who can describe light years of fear addressing the possibility of a final goodbye than just as unexpectedly hearing of miracles? Well, they couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Thanks for jumping through all the hoops and making it quite well. Way off the chart. What I felt on the day that you told me you went down. How do you describe a friendship rescued, love saved? How do you tell of it, of being so glad to have you rescued of this? Literally, what can I say? I can say that I love you. Glad you are my friend. How do you describe a big, fat friendship? Unbelievable, you miracle man. I can't describe this.
LSD מסקנות ביניים ייתכן שטעינו כל הזמן מה יש להבין פה בכלל? לא כל הנחלים זורמים אל הים, חלקם זוחלים על גרונם, צמאים ונטושים, מוכי ירח. ניר שונה ממני, זה יותר מצחיק מעצוב. מתרחשת כאן מלחמה ויש המון פצועים שמחים, אבל אני לא מצליח לזהות את האויב, גם אין לו נשק. אני חייב מים. המלחמה האמיתית היא לארגן את הזמן כך שלא יזעל מעבר למה שאני יכול לשאת. זה לא שאני מתנגד להישאר בהווה נצחי, אבל הגוף קורס, מעייפות וכימיקלית.
They call him the songbird because he sang like a canary supposedly when he was captured. Lot for Pedro Show. Yeah, this wilderness. Not that wilderness. Full-time woman. <laughs> After that brand new from many birthdays out of Austin, convinced of the hex. I thought that's a Flame and Lips cover. Uh, Copa with Milk out of Europe. If it's still all right to listen to music from there. It Ain't Pretty, live TV broadcast, negative example. That's Bucky from Tar Babies in Madison. Joe Brewer, Jack Brewer's cousin in Madison with this poem, I Can't. Black Lips, brand new. I think Sean Lennon produces uh, The Last Cul-de-Sac, which means the bottom of the sack. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. The cool, huh? The cool. <laughs> okay, White Denim, had to know. Had the basement on a couple weeks ago. Brand new from Bob Pollard, of course, every other week, right? New album. Airs, farther south out of Tel Aviv with LSD, interim conclusions. Uh, Grex, with old dogs from Bay Area. Uh, they're going to be on the show in a couple weeks. Um, Ain't No Grave from Carl Boslich, Pedro uh, native, but now I think Eagle Rock. And finally, Verdict, something kind of heavy from this wilderness. So uh, let's ask you, uh, Jim, you, you, the first record you bought yourself. Okay, I, I, it was one of two records. It was either uh, the Beatles' Yellow Submarine or Kraftwerk uh, Audubon. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the one with the guitar player. Which one? Audubon. Did they have a guitar player on that? It's You look on the back, right? They're all four in there. That dude with the beard, I think he was from uh, Minoy or, or, or Faust. Or, oh, really? Something like that. I wouldn't shit you. I, yeah. But I don't know it accurate enough. To bet my life against a donut. I can. Okay, I can but what happened was, I do know after that record, he got replaced by another drummer. Because I was heavily into Craftwork, uh, uh, too. Yeah, uh, do, do you remember the first gig you went to, uh, Jim? First gig? Um, it might have been. It might have been Tom Petty. Oh, the other. The not real heartbreakers. It might. I can't remember now. It's like it must have been in the. Uh, no, because the real one was Johnny Thunders, right? Uh, yeah, that's there you go. Yeah, you I, was, I was giving you a joke. <laughs> I was giving I you remember. something to work with, man. I was just you know laying some line out for you there. I did, okay. yeah, okay. and I sunk it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, what about Phil? Do you want to get his story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Phil. Earliest what musical recollection. Uh, probably my dad playing harmonica to like. Uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Ah, cool. Like every Sunday he'd play. What was that guy's know. name? Zvidi? Huh? Topo. No, I'm trying to remember the character's name in that movie. Oh. Topo. Yeah. Something with a T. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. Yeah. I just remember the harmonica. That's okay. But I think yeah. he was he's the fiddler on the roof, so obviously he's playing the fiddle. But you're pop yeah. interpreted with the harp. Harmon that's bitching. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so in the house is there instruments? Did you grow up with instruments? Yeah, my my brother played guitar. Ah. Uh, uh, my mom played a little piano. We had a an old uh, player piano in the basement with the guts ripped out, you know, Whoa. so we can actually play it ourselves. But not the paper with the holes. Yeah, no, no holy paper. Man, I've seen a lot of gigs like that. The dude hits a space bar. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> Especially when you got four of them sitting at one table, all wearing sweaters. You know, yeah. Oh, give me a sweater. <laughs> so, not, don't give me a break. Get me a shovel. 
So, uh, so you had a basement. So you had a jam room. Yeah. Well, yeah, my brother used to play down there. Yeah. And that right. was, that was when I first started playing drums. Okay. Dude. The, so he got you into that, right? Okay. Uh, uh, what was the first record you bought yourself? Or you probably uh, borrowed one of his. Huh? <laughs> that was uh, I bought the single for a knock three times. Tony three Orlando and Don. Three Dog Night, or was it Three Dog Night? No, no I think it was Tony, Tony Orlando and Don. Yeah, like I where you would was... give your backup singers a band name, right? The Pips, Don. <laughs> Although we had a friend in Brooklyn, his name was Willie, and his wife was Don. So it was always Don. Hey, Don, get these guys <laughs> some coffee. <laughs> it's funny. He's lived in like London for thirty years. He never, he doesn't have a London accent. Whether these guys are there a week and a half, and they got an accent. Willie's still talking like, hey. Anyway, Don, what about the first gig you went to, Phil? Um, my parents took me to uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. It was like a, it was the actual like a full band playing, and I remember getting there and then falling asleep yeah. and waking up at the last, last like two minutes. <laughs> that happened to me at the uh, Rush, uh, the guy with the in front of the star with the numbers. I conked. And then 30-something years later, somebody else wanted me to go with them to see them again. And I got... Rush? Almost bookends, yeah. That's hilarious. Oh, wow. I got to meet them. Nice guys. Good musicians. But God damn, put me to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, what did you do the garage band thing after school? Because a lot of drummers get into that. I did not. Oh, I wow. Not. Okay, so later on. Yeah, when I went to college, I took my drums there. And, uh, yeah. Uh, that what, was it. What, what was your first kit? Uh, it was, I don't know what it was. Okay. Something my parents got me. Okay. It was Paisley. It had Paisley on it. Whoa. But and you I'm don't know if it was like Remo or Randall or Ludwig. Or... I, re I, I had a Ludwig snare, but the kit itself, I don't know. It didn't Tonka. Matter. Tonka. Yeah, Tonka. Tonka. <laughs> I, I had a couple Tonkas. I wish I still had it. It's probably worth a lot of money because it was pretty cool looking. And how'd you meet the, this wilderness? Well, I played with Jim in uh, Cop Shoe Cop. Ah, okay, guilt by association. Yeah. So, yeah. you know what? Let's go back, Jim, to the story of Cop Shoe Cop. Okay, the story of Cop Shoe Cop. Phil was more like, Phil. the founding members were really Phil and Todd and Dave Wemay. Dave Wemay, yeah. Um, we all went to college together and then... Moved to New York, and then we formed Cop Shoe Cop. And, uh... Where'd you grow up, Phil? New Jersey. What part? Uh, Edison. Okay. Middlesex County. Sure, sure. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. be, uh, I'm gonna play in Jersey City, right? WFMU next a week from oh, today, nice. I think. Or yesterday. When you, wait, when are you playing? You know those little sessions they do? They don't yeah, get broadcast yeah. at the same time, but... Yeah, when are you playing? I think it's Monday. But Saturday on Bloomsday, this it's also Raymond Pettibone's birthday, I'm going to play at the Brooklyn Kitchen, this new project with Danny Frankel and Matt Motel called Afternoon Freak. Anyway, nice. enough about me. Let's get back to Cop Shoots Cop. You guys, you, you played a lot. You toured a lot. You recorded. Sure. We did, yeah. How'd you join? The, yeah, but if that was the core, Jim, how did you get involved? Oh, the so, two-bass thing. Yeah, so Nats, uh, Nats was came in as low end bass. I came in around the same time because uh, Dave Wemay was going to score uh, films for Trauma, and uh, so we came in around the same time. 
And um, and what happened? I don't know. Somehow we, we ended up just being in the right place at the right time as far as, you know, being able to make a living at it for a while. Yeah. Riding on uh, Nirvana's coattails, I guess. Yeah, yeah. In some ways. How did that work? Oh, you mean alternative? We got dropped. <laughs> we got dropped by... We didn't. We didn't really get dropped. We self imploded on our fifth record. We kind of like yeah. uh, blew apart while we were uh, about to mix a record. Um, but you know, listen. Oh, you're I, talking I, about a, a major label kind of drama. Yeah. yeah. Towards the end. Yep. Yep. But that was, you know, that was an amazing uh, time and opportunity. I still am like so glad that I had that as a part of my life. You know, it's that's a it's not a thing everyone gets to do, of course. You know. No, what I hear is today is usually made up of. Yesterday's put together. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. It, you know what I mean? It's a, it, that's the path you had to take to get where you're at now. So, out of that crumble, how did this wilderness come? So, this wilderness kind of started with uh, me and Robbie. We met at uh, friend's um, New Year's Eve party. Uh, that was Paul Wallfish, who's also a you know, musician of note. Um, and we met and got, got together, uh, you know, kind of, kind of like got along really quickly and easily and pretty quickly started making music. And we, we did an early thing at Martin BC's studio that wow. in, included Phil drumming and Paul playing some bass and keyboards. Um, and that'll be part of this Martin B, uh, you know, uh, he's, he's putting out like another part of this BC 35 thing. So that'll be coming out, but it, it kind of cooked down to just me and Robbie, partly because uh, Phil was was touring constantly with uh, with Swans. Um, so the, the album is is somewhat of a duo, but Phil's intrinsic to it as well. Um, but we Robbie and I've been playing as a duo mostly. Um, but, you know, we're we're, we're uh, graced with Phil's presence on this. Up, we're going to be on the road for the next couple of weeks. You know, the so. stuff I'm playing right now, did that come out yeah. of Martin PC studio? No, no, it didn't. That was um, mostly recorded in my own studio um, and mixed there as well. So I asked because I was at Martin BC Studio in Brooklyn when the yeah. Sonic Youths was doing Evil. Yeah, that's such and, an amazing record. And there was no booth. Martin BC was right in the room. The stuff was in the room with us. Is that right? <laughs> I wouldn't shit you. <laughs> I mean, you know, the guys, so you don't really know what it sounds like over the mics, right? You couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and that's also where I discovered how Sonic Youth's uh, cover a song. What they do is they put the record on and they play right to it. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I know. Yeah. They get the tempo <laughs> I mean, right, that's for sure. But I mean, they asked me to play to this Kim Fowley bubblegum song on Frankenstein and. They put the. I said, "Ain't hey, you gonna play that? Don't worry, you play to this, and I'm playing to the record." <laughs> wow, that's that's funny. <laughs> then I did some jam with Steve Shelley, and that became a like a poem for uh, a, a part of a Lee Ronaldo poem about a car wreck. But huh. I remember Martin being the best cat, and he actually right around then made an SST record. What? What? Which one was that? I, it's got a Kachina on the front. The Sun. The Zia. Hmm. Maybe it's the first one. I don't know. But, yeah. but uh, great cat. And um, I'm glad to hear that. It was part of the, the genesis that got you guys together. Uh, yeah. You, you say you got a tour coming? Yeah, yeah. We're, we'll be, uh, we're leaving on 
I think our first show is uh, next Monday in Seattle, and then we work our way down. Seattle? You mean you started across the country? Yeah, we're start, starting in Seattle and ending in Austin. Do you drive 2,500 <laughs> uh, miles? <laughs> so one time, uh, I played with I this guy's fire hose. One time we started a fucking tour in Miami. What's that? It was with the Butthole Surfers, uh, and we drove... From Pedro to Miami for the first wow. gig. <laughs> yeah. Wow. With the Maybe not good routing. That, I'm sure you got some stories from that. <laughs> and it'll be in the last tour. Look, we're at the end of the first hour. June 12, 2018. Dish Watt for Pedro Show. Special guest, This Wilderness. Hold tight for hour two. June 12, 2018. It's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro Show. I disappear. Close your eyes But I come home quick Like a black crow flies All this time Can make us blind And we can't recall What we were looking to find just hold on, wait, you'll see I'm almost exactly who I claim to be Forget about a witness You don't have to say Let's reveal ourselves In some other way In the shadow of love That's bad fear We're afraid of truly being
Thank mm-hmm. you.
my sister. Wayne went out with my sister, didn't fuck her. Earl went out with her too, same result. Can't really knock him for trying. I tried once myself in the ninth or tenth grade. Our forebears gone out anniversing. We watched a Bing Crosby movie, then a Dan Duryea movie, then a Forrest Tucker movie. As I inched close, crept close, with my brains bounding and my blood pounding, and I reached round and found felt her tit not yet, cupped cloth over tit not there. Sensate her eat meaty mystery, and no love and lingering, eternal love, sweet day damp, multi radiant, napkin white, monochrome, savage, dull, vacant, throbbing all night, no night, dry, wild, still, rivulet, irrogant, arrogant, aberrant, errant, nappy, snappy, toasty, yeasty, thirsty, tasty, smooth, vertical, nurturing, sour, calm, sheet hot, gum thumb, thigh high, rump plump. Footloose, shoe, leather, squid, satin, storied, moneyed, squalid, valid, varicose, bellicose, viscous, viscous, life-dangering, strangering, full service, fool flattering, clattering, mad gladding, highway widened, dream time, real time, wrap around, flap around, sock tight, ass bare, whiskey swilling, swine swollen, grace boating, ambush goading, asymptotic, erotic, pee vented, she scented, mouse nested, quack tested, sheep shorn, sea torn, thin, sweaty, ready, teddy, door locked, lock broke, luck struck, indelible staining, squeeze teasy, all known, all knowing, soul conceiving, never green painted, undefiled, defiled, putting beyond knowing. Beyond Imagining. We need to talk about my medication. These pills, they taste just like annihilation They're chewing holes in my gut And wearing down my soul Last night I tore up the floor Now I'm on the ceiling I see through walls It's not a pleasant feeling I think I need to Taper down my dose Gonna come 
My wife, she travels more and more, it seems. My kid is so kind, it's a little extreme. The way he tells me he loves me 50 times a day. It's like he's afraid I'm gonna go away. And I, I tell him, don't worry, but I wanna say, yeah. we need to talk about my medication. for Pedro Show. We started the second hour off with Almas X from This Wilderness. Afternoon Freak uh, mentioned this project part of with Danny Franco, Matt Motel. Our debut gig is Saturday at the Brooklyn Kitchen where I guess they teach people how to cook. And uh, The Blind Strut, which is also the name of the record. There's one day we did last week and last year in North Long Beach. Uh, what's, what's this label? A Joyful Noise Great label. They do these, uh, they let the freak flag fly. Ah, which is the name of the festival Saturday, Freak Flag Fest. And then the doers out of Vancouver with Hell No, Popo. Lucy Leave out of England with Shrug. Moldovan out of Baltimore with Consequence. Instituto No. Exclusio Residente. That's uh, out of Sicilia, Catania. The Ghost Cart. Easter Part 3, Denver. The Vandal Poets. I think Ohio. Maybe Columbus. Uh, a demo of Electrodes, Unit F out of SoCal here with Wet, Wetico. And finally, The Wilderness with Drop Dead. Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, people off air, I asked the, this wilderness if we could talk about song stuff. And I got a trippy uh, answer from Jim because he says, you got to ask Robert because he wrote the words. So I guess if you were like John Coltrane, who mainly did instrumentals, yeah, I wouldn't even have to ask that question, huh? Because... <laughs> Nobody's writing the fucking like, words. <laughs> right, right, right. That'd be like what they say, like dancing about architecture or something. I think that's uh, Mr. Uh, Mangus, bass man. Who, uh, if you read uh, Beneath the Underdog, never wrote on the bass, wrote, always wrote on piano. Hmm. That's why I should learn. That's why I, I'm envious of all you guys for learning. Uh, I so, what about bass. Almost X? Do you want to talk about this song, Almost X? I mean, I love the whole album. Oh, good. Anyway, I got to tell you that. I love the way you guys, nothing is, uh, you know, everything's valid. You go for it. It's like uh, how I try to make music. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, what about you. Almost X? Was Almost X like setting your sights and pert near, but, but good enough? Well, I think, I think Almost X is about that idea that you, uh, 
you make uh, in a relationship, you kind of try to uh, reveal yourself uh, uh, to each other and you make kind of promises without speaking about who you are based on your behavior. And that song is saying, I'm kind of, I'm almost what uh, you think I am and what you hope I am, but I don't think I'm quite there. So that's about that little part that is uh, unknowable and that may wreck everything or save the day. You can't be sure which. But you're saying, you know, uh, it's not like you're trying to sell it. It's just like, you know, here's the doggy in the window. Yeah, I mean, some people might like to hear I'm almost exactly who you think I am. Yeah. And some people, that might make them nervous. <laughs> uh, it depends on how much capacity or tolerance you have for unknown mystery in another person. I like that. You know, uh, Jim was talking about wanting to be almost related to Ornette Coleman, or, or trying to. You know, he's got a song called Lonely Woman. Oh, Joe, yeah. Joe Bison does covers of it. Huh. So, does that have anything to do? But that's what we're gonna play next. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Does this have anything well, to do with the Ornette Coleman version? No, that song's about my mother, and uh, she passed away last year. And I, uh, and Lonely Woman is about her. Yeah. You know what? And she was lo- she was lonely uh, a lot of the time when she was raising her two boys, four boys actually. But uh, she liked to laugh a lot too, so that's how I kept her from being too lonely. Was just trying to uh, make her laugh. That's beautiful. Ornette might have been writing about his mod too, though. You never know. He, what was his label? Caravan of Dreams. It was also like a place where they did gigs and shit. Fort Worth. Yeah. So uh, I don't think that Ornette Coleman was writing about Robbie's mom, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, okay. watch it, man. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's listen.
by a lonely woman Her joy came and went But every time I made her laugh Was time that was well spent I was raised by a lonely woman And now she's nearly through Being alone She says it's the gift love gives to you It's the gift love gives to you Yes, I was raised by a lonely woman But she's not lonely anymore
For Pedro show, Lonely Woman, then Crash Landing uh, on Mars by Crash Landing. Yeah, fuck! I think I already read some of these songs. People, just look at the playlist, okay? Sorry for being here, <laughs> but we did end with Drop Dead. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I fucked up. I, the last half, people, of the first block of music. I ended up reading the second block because actually my medication was the last <laughs> we heard of the last block by this wilderness. And I was also curious about that. About this well, um, yeah, that came out of, uh, I had to take some, uh, well, there's a lot of medication going around. Every, a lot of people are on medication. This is actually a true story about, I had to take some steroids and uh, they started to make me kind of crazy and feel sort of superhuman and, and, and fragmented and deranged and stuff. And uh, and that's what that song is about and trying to 
talk to my family about it and, uh, you know, just taking that idea and running with it a little bit because I think a lot of people are trying to get their dose correct. Yeah, I think we had a problem with, because, you know, the band shoot, Cop Shoot Cop, but uh, it, it was called Roid Rage, and uh, they, these guys, officers yeah. were uh, fortifying their uh, workout procedure with, yeah, roids, and uh, yeah. making them kind of uh, intense. Some some people, uh, yeah, if you got bad scratching or... Yeah, it's a it's a miracle drug, but they, it's an anti-inflammatory. But yeah. they really don't know what it what the side effects. How it works, are. right? right. And, and then how it gets other shit involved, right? It gives you a bad temper. I mean, you just uh, you just I've grabbed people by the throat for no reason. It's just crazy. Wow, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't fly. You should get in that boat with Phil. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they should make me walk. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no. Us Minutemen, we pull over the boat and roll around on the side of the road sometimes. But we weren't on the roids. <laughs> uh, uh, what about Drop Dead? Uh, that was just sort of a dare. I wanted to write a song about death that was danceable, and it was kind of a love song. And so it's, you know, I want to drop dead on the dance floor moving with you. I mean, that's just the... Okay, okay. Spin. That's interesting, Robert. Uh, do you guys... What's what's the process? You come up with the words, and then Jim brings on the music. Um, well, on that one, and a lot, a lot of ones on this record, Jim gave me a birthday present. He gave me a chaos pad, and I and I'll and I'll come up with a little sketch and and words, and then I'll send it to Jim, and he'll sort of turn it into this multifaceted monster truck that you, <laughs> you know, it, drive across country. Yeah, that we drive around in, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, played with his band with uh, Calvin. Who's that guy played with the James Blood Elmer? Newborn. Great, great. And he was playing with these guys, I think Cleveland guys who moved to the Bay Area, and they called their band Monster Cock Rally. And the first (laughs) gig, he goes, man, what the fuck is his name about? He asked the crowd this, you know? (laughs) (laughs) They didn't know. They didn't know. Anyway, he just had a B-Day. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. So, but Jim, Jim, you're going off of like, and you don't explain the words, right, or the the chaos pattern. You just give it to him, and he makes of it. Yeah, I'll send him. I mean, literally, like a a little bit of a loop, you know, a drum beat, and maybe a couple little sounds that kind of tie it together. And then Jim will either reinvent it, or you know, use it as a kind of core, and then it gets sort of obscured by other stuff, or it becomes kind of thematic but yeah i always write the words for you know and the well, do, do you redo the words or, or is this like a demo it it, it varies you know okay. we found with a couple tracks it was like the original recordings were like ended up being spot on and then other times it's like okay especially as the music maybe evolves and, sure, and sure. it's structured differently we like you know redo their vocals yeah okay you guys yeah. are loose about that though that's bitching Yep. We're at the second end of the second hour of the Watt for Pedro show, June 12, 2018 edition. Uh, Jim, Robert, and Phil from This Wilderness. Hold tight for hour three. June 12, 2018, it's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
such thing is safe and sound Freedom wants to break out all around Restless is the message from the sky above Apologies are made to the ones we love I fell down a See
Watch for Pedro Show. We start off the third hour with Whale from this wilderness. Robert, 
well can mean a lot of things. It could be a, a noun. It could be, you know. Uh, yeah, that song is, uh, the key to that song is, uh, you know, I fell down a well, you see, so I can keep you company. Yeah, so that's it's why sort I of, uh, noun. Yeah. yeah, I think it sort of speaks for itself, just that metaphor. And, uh, you know, being down, being down, you have to get down to comfort somebody who's down sometimes. You got to just let yourself be in a in a dark place with them. And then, uh, you know, you climb out. And What was Jim uh, Morrison? Uh, I've been down so goddamn long. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> it looks like <laughs> some shit like that. You know... There's one on that album. There is a line. I can just put myself in his shoes. You know, I woke up this morning in a pot. Uh, got myself a beer. I bet you he did wake up that morning and got himself a beer. Yeah, I, I think you could be pretty certain. Yeah. Okay. Amen. And then, you know, he got it. He got finished singing, went to France, and then died. Never saw those guys again. Great bass band, Gary Sheff from Elvis Presley's uh, Vegas band. Another little lost angel. You ever read that book? City yeah. of Lights? Yeah, about selling it kind of the Hollywood version of 33rd and 3rd. Uh, then we heard uh, SS Space Systems from upstate New York with Ifuku Monin, Andrea Roten out of Czech Looking Glass, the Babes from New York City, the Babes New York City hippies, Chrome. Uh, Helios Creed is back with a chrome name and uh, just played in Long Beach. I think he's living there, too. And then Seafield Sway in England. Uh, so you're going to tour the album? Yeah, we have a two-week tour coming up. So, it's, you know, it's a, it's not a not a major thing, but we're getting out there a bit. What kind of plans do you have after that? Uh, well, you know, we, we're, we're, we've got a bunch of new songs already. We'd love to, you know, just put out another EP, do something on vinyl this time if we can. And play live more. It's just a matter of, you know, figuring out when and where. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The live okay, thing what, is, what if, what is, if people, what if people want to get a hold of you on the internet? Where do they go? Uh, they can hit us up at, uh, thiswilderness.net. Um, if it's, a, if they want an email, it's info at thiswilderness.net. Okay, so the the website is t h i s w i l d e r n e s s dot n e t. That's correct. Yeah, yep. people go there. Pro, pro, probably has the tour dates, right? Yeah, it, it does. It has the tour dates. Uh, you know, you stream venues. the music in all the regular places. So, so when you say you got a new song, you got new songs. That means you've been at work with the Chaos Pad making demos. Yeah, there's that, and then there's songs that didn't make the last record, and then there's a couple covers that we really uh, are excited about. Oh, wow, doing. I'd like to hear you guys interpret some covers, because you have your own sound. Yeah, that would be very interesting. You know, we're going to move on to the last music for this edition, and both these tunes are uh, uh, acronyms. You know, yeah. oh, they got letters, right. in, uh, they got periods in between the letters. That's that's right. They're acronyms. So DOG. Down on God. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. 
down on God I'm over hope I'm taking off my news Of holy rope I can't take the guilt And the platitudes The proclamations And the attitudes You can tell me Whatever you feel Tell me I'm wrong Tell me, hey Let go of the wheel Tell me I'm part of Satan's Perfect plan Just another Fallen sinner man But I'm down on God I'm pretty much done Take my cross, take my gun Take my Bible and all my fear It's just not working Not around here I'm down on God There's With this winter sunshine snow So you know I'm down on God Down on God Don't you know I'm just I'm down on God Cause once you're gone, well that's a beautiful question I don't need an answer or a resurrection I don't need church where I go to pray I still hear the music, but what I'm trying to say Is maybe I'm scared to be on my own But that's how it goes, nothing's written in stone
Why, for Pedro, last music for this edition, D.O.G. From this wilderness. Hey, by the way, how did you get that name? We actually, um, unlike a lot of cool names, we thought about it for a while. Uh, and, and literally, I was like, what about this uh, w- waterfall, this um, cold sore, this, you know, uh, whatever. I mean, literally, not literally, but then we stumbled on this wilderness because it, it just... We, we just communicated, like we texted and emailed. The only thing we would talk about is, is band names. We just hit each other with band names for about two months until that we landed on that one. Yeah. Now, the band is it's headquartered in Brooklyn, right? No, well, in New York, it, New Jersey. Oh, okay. So you guys. Well, Jim, Jim you lives in to, Jersey. I lived in Washington Heights in Manhattan. Where the bridge is, right? Yeah, right by the bridge. I think that's the highest point on that island. Yeah, there's falcons there and stuff. Speaking of which, in Pedro, we got a whole big uh, crew, a brood, what do you call little babies, right, of peregrines. Yeah, Yeah, fledglings. Yeah, fledglings, that's a better word. You know what, peregrine does a 200-mile-an-hour dive, fastest thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Little gray coats, a little tiger-striped chest, golden mass. They're bitching. They really are. Uh, Okay, so, so you guys have to actually come together, right? Everybody comes to New Jersey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we. Uh, I mean, while some of the ideas can be like, you know, generated or started like on our own, yeah. ultimately, yeah, we got to get together. Yeah, we have to finish it together. Because I'm I'm I was going to say because New Jersey. I mean, yeah, you're sitting in Manhattan, you're looking at Newark, but actually, New Jersey's pretty rural, just like upstate New York. There is wilderness. Yep. Oh, a lot. Yeah. I mean, where I am, uptown, I see Fort Lee, and I, I got to go down pat, yeah, by Newark to get to Jim. Okay. And if you look at the, even the shape of the state, it's like a little California switched around. It is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's bitching, though, because, I, you know, because of all the touring, I've been able to drive all over the place. And it, it is, it's, it does have wilderness. It's got a weird thing, too, about making left-hand turns called jug handles. Yeah. You get the yeah. interior there by Princeton. Princeton, the only yeah. time I did a frat gig. Uh, yeah, a frat I played gig. for Princeton frat. frat guys. But they told me that Ben Franklin started the school. So it's probably before frats. Yeah. yeah. Pre-frat. Yeah. Pre-frat. Uh, okay, so... Uh, Actually, you know, no, the Greeks started frats. So that was way before Ben Franklin. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I think the word is Latin, though. Fratter. Yeah, fraternize. Yeah, fratelli, they say in Italy. Uh, okay, so you're saying you're sitting on covers, you're sitting on some demos, but you're going to, you know, right now you're going to focus for the tour and all that. We're talking about the fall? Uh, no, we're heading out at the end of this week. No, no, uh, I'm talking about the new stuff. Oh, the new yeah. stuff, yeah. I mean, we got to see what's, what, what's possible as far as how to best get that out and keep playing, you know. Um, but, yeah, fall sounds reasonable. What, what what about that area? Um, uh, when you were cop shoe cop in the nineties and doing gigs, mm-hmm. and now the northeast doing gigs in the two thousand eighteens. Well, I mean, uh, you can answer, Jim, because you can compare. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not okay I'm, too, probably. We just did a show in Baltimore. <laughs> uh, well, that really, yeah, that was so surreal. I can't even, I, it, I can't compare it to anything. Well, we were with, <laughs> we were with like a, like some metal bands. It was an interesting bill. 
in the after in the afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> matinee, um, matinee. It was matinee, yeah. indeed. Yeah. Um, you know, well, with Cobb, we I mean, we we did pretty well touring. We we always had you know we had a pretty good following, and the shows were you know always you know I, I we, yeah we, most we played most live of the time. really well yeah yeah. Um, we're about to find out what it's like, you know, now. Well, I mean, no, this is what I mean. Uh, I'm, I'm talking specific to that area because in the 90s, how many Brooklyn gigs were there? Zero. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, point. how many Manhattan gigs? <laughs> yeah, I mean, New, New York, we were playing. I mean, CB's was really where we came up, yeah. you know. Sure. Pyramid Club. Pyramid Club. Sure. Uh, sure. You know, but now but now it's right. You know, there's, I mean, in, in Brooklyn and Ridgewood, Queens, I mean, there's all these little clubs um there's i mean there's a lot of clubs there but they're you know they're kind of like it just gets pushed further out you know probably because the rents right oh yeah big time bastards look yeah. if, if younger people probably come i mean younger than you are younger than yeah we're, we're they getting come up to you and maybe they want to ask for advice jim robert phil what would you tell a young person getting into this racket <laughs> All right. So I would I would say first and foremost, you know, if if, if you want to be doing this, you got to be doing it for the for the right reasons. Like, you know, it's like it's, making music can be a blessing and a curse. You know, I feel like it, it's in my DNA. I don't really have a choice over it. It's something I'm doing through my entire life. Yeah. Uh, I, I had the good fortune to like, you know, have, have off and on made a living at it in different ways and at different times. But I don't have that expectation, you know, and and um, um you know, it's really just, it's, it, I don't know, it's just to, to, to go into it with an open heart and open mind and not have expectations of, like, fame and fortune, you know? Yeah, that's good. Robert? I would say, uh, you know, play out in front of people as much as you can to find out if it's what you really want and uh, and don't hold back. Uh, don't hold back yourself uh, from the expression, you know, whatever, wherever it leads that's great. Phil? I would say ditto to all those things. <laughs> you know, play with your heart and uh, play as hard as you can and with conviction and don't have uh, yeah, any misconceptions that it's probably going to fail. But it's going to be it fun. Can't, it can't but fail, really. It's its own reward. Really. Yeah, I, exactly. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. But you the, also the, you have to try to get it out of your system. Yeah. And the only reason, to, the only way to get it out of your system is to play more and more. And the more I try to get it out of my system, the further into my system it is. So it's strange. <laughs> it's like this Lost Coltrane record, both directions at once. Yeah. Look, it's been big honor for me to have this wilderness on board. All three of you guys, Jim, Robert, Phil, thank you so much for coming aboard. It's the June 12, 2018 edition of the Watt Pedro Show. Everybody, keep your powder dry.